This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is brought to you by BidSquare. BidSquare.com is an online platform where you can explore and bid online during an actual live auction. Browse and bid on a curated selection of fine art and antiques from over 90 trusted and vetted auction houses. BidSquare is the destination for collectors seeking exceptional, one-of-a-kind pieces. New art and decorative items are added every day. You can leave a bid or bid real-time during any auction. BidSquare's innovative technology connects you with trusted auction houses all around the world. Registration is free. Sign up now on www.bidsquare.com. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm Adam Green. We've got a special three-way podcast for you today, as we're joined by Stephen McCobry, curator for the UBS Art Collection, and Johan Dravot, Group Chief Marketing Officer at UBS. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thank you for having us. Thanks, yeah. You have this vast art collection owned by UBS. Each year, what's your approach or strategy in terms of what and how you acquire art for the collection? Well, we have uh, you know a, quite a, a broad approach. It's not something we, we, we don't seem to go out and buy one or two things a year, so we've got a, a, quite a broad spectrum of, of different levels that we buy at. Um, and sometimes that's really about um, looking at groups and the broader arc of the collection. A good example this year is uh, a, a new work by Thomas Demand. Um, Demand's really the only major Dusseldorf photographer that we didn't already have in the collection, um, particularly from uh, the 1990s and, and early 2000s, um, because we had uh, Gursky and Struth and Ruth and, and many others. Uh, and so that was an example of someone that we'd been sort of chasing down for a while, looking for the right image, um, which we found uh, a, a, great, a great work uh, based on Matisse's work. Um, and at the other end of the spectrum, we're, we're looking at things where we're looking at markets and places and geographies that we haven't um, really kind of uh, brought into, particularly places where we, where we work. You know, there, there are continuing the, uh, new markets for our counterbalance where where there are new finance markets. I mean, um, perhaps one of the good examples from last year, uh, although we bought the work some years ago, uh, would be um, a Saudi artist called Maha Malur, uh, who uh, was in the last year or so the first Saudi artist that uh, Tate bought for their collection, was also one of the great sort of uh, news stories of, of our unlimited art Basel last year. Um, and uh, we were, because of our... our um, uh, entry into into the domestic market in Saudi as a bank. We uh, um, acquired work from her in 2010, um, which I bought for, for the office out in, in Riyadh. Um, and so, you know, that was something that was a relatively small acquisition compared to demand, but has gone on to be something extremely important to change the dynamic of the collection. So there are, there are, there are different approaches, um, but uh, we have a few rules, uh, especially that we buy primary market, we buy new from the artists where they benefit, um, and we buy from therefore living artists but uh, um, that's probably our key rule. Yeah, and, and this is Johan I think uh, maybe adding a, a, just out of a perspective of 50 years of, of contemporary art collection um, you can see our collection over the last 50 years obviously both from a geography perspective but also what is contemporary nowadays and what used to be contemporary and uh, what is mainstream what is uh, on the edge you can see how a collection like ours, 35,000 pieces of, of art, is also maturing. Um, and obviously, um, it's a little bit like muscle, muscle learning. Um, you get more comfortable and, and, and a bit more daring. So I think uh, Steve's point to um, uh, Middle East or Southeast Asia is actually probably uh, 
very well uh, in the center of, of a long history with contemporary art. You know, these financial firms such as UBS, a lot of you have uh, large corporate art collections. I'm always interested to hear what is the extent of the relationship between UBS employees and the company's art collection? How, how do they interact with the art collection? Well, I think, uh, uh, here once again, and Steve, you probably give the, the, the art perspective of it, but I think what is significant for me as, as um, a communicator is that um, we will have our art collection hanging on our walls um, within UBS and our, you know, 850-plus offices, client-facing areas as well as employee back office only. Um, and it is, uh, in, in my opinion, um, in, as important internally um, as it is externally for two very obvious reasons. Contemporary art and contemporary art artists are very often um, able to tickle out society trends before they really become mainstream. And really in order to understand um, society and how culture works, you find a really good way in through the contemporary art, which is also why we're buying art in areas that are becoming important to us from a business perspective, because we want to understand that part of the world better. Now, the piece that is client-facing, as, as you might know, we've been a 20-year-plus a, a um, uh, you know, partner of Art Basel uh, in each of the, uh, the three locations, obviously. And I think it is... Um, it's it's interesting um, that that provides that also the opportunity of, of, of money can buy um, hospitality and 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 client um, events that uh, that such a long partnership can enable us to have. Yeah, I mean, I think I should add to that as well. Really, I mean, just to, to sort of sprinkle a bit of detail on the first bit in particular. I mean, people at UBS sit where they work next to you know serious work. It tends to be more print work in the work environment, but that would be, you know, still some of the most important uh, artists working today. You know, if you're sitting in your office and you have a Peter Doig print on your wall, suddenly it doesn't seem so divorced when you go upstairs and have your business meeting in front of a hopping drawing. It's, it is a part of the whole environment. It's not just part of uh, um, something that we, we show off only to the outside world. And I think that's where it becomes part of culture. Um, and I think... You know the rise of, of of contemporary art within the broader culture. Um, I mean, it's been in, a, a part of broader culture probably in New York for, for longer, but in London now it's you know very well established as, as part of day-to-day -day life, weekend activities for a very broad, broad part of, of, of the population. Uh, it's happening in Hong Kong as we as we watch practically as it becomes you know universal, uh, certainly among the, the middle class there, um, and you know. It is something that we see immediately when we do something like it, this big project with, with Annie Leibovitz, is that we simply can't keep up with the capacity of the number of staff that want to come to events, even early mornings on the weekends, to come and, uh, and see hundreds, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds to get that, 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 that extra little bit of, uh, of, of, of um, culture that, that you know, UBS is helping them access. You mentioned that you've been the main sponsor for Art Basel for a while Especially as the event has grown in popularity and prestige, what are some of the main benefits you've seen from being a sponsor for such an art fair? Well, I mean, it, 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 Art Basel was sort of, you know, over that period has gone from, you know, something that looked like, you know, perhaps something that was very important to, to, to a few very international collectors to something that's the blueprint and the pinnacle of a, of a huge sort of 
global revolution in how people buy art. Um, and I think that um, to have been really part of that story, which, you know, I think that we are, that there's an important partnership of sharing audiences and other things that we have with, with Art Basel has been part of that success um, in, in all three locations and especially at the moment in, in the Hong Kong edition, which is growing very fast. Um, and I think uh, that that, that um, particularly, again, as watching art as a mainstream culture grow and grow in many of those main centers means that, uh, you know, we can enable both the public and, more importantly for us, our clients, to, to, to access something which has previously been occasionally seen as, as, as quite a, uh, a niche and difficult world to, 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 to engage with. Yeah, and I, maybe I, I, um, I give you just a twist on um, Art Basel uh, in the three locations is the single biggest entertainment hospitality platform across, um, across our company. And when you look at um, the kind of clients that, that are, are really interested in coming, it's anybody that is a serious collector with their own collection coming to come and discuss and exchange and become better at their serious collection. It is people sort of in the middle of, of I'm starting forming a collection and I would like to exchange with people that are maybe a bit further into having a collection and understand what they thought about then it's people that are sort of in the interest of contemporary art and not really sure they want to start a collection or how to start a collection. And the last group are the ones that really think it's a great area to come and entertain, but are not quite sure if contemporary art plays a role. And then you look at that broader set of as we're inviting, um, we see an extreme exchange between clients to clients, artists and clients, obviously our curators to clients, that are forwarding, if you want, to the conversation and what contemporary art means and, and, and how you find your entrance into it. So it's, it's quite extraordinary. And as you alluded to, you've recently commissioned Annie Leibovitz to produce some photographs that will eventually go into your collection. Tell us about this project further. So um, I'll take, take the first part and then you can maybe take the, 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 the collection part. Annie is obviously um, really the world. Um, uh, leader in, in photography and capture human beings and, and, and how they express themselves. And uh, she's a perfectionist in, in, in her craft. Um, and so uh, we looked at with Annie uh, two things. One, we knew that the way advertising and pictures in the financial service world is being perceived by clients and employees, there's disconnection between the advertising world and how people feel that they are being portrayed uh, as a as a client group and, and any captures um, that in such a way that it's real people with real lives you can find the behind the scenes on, on ubs.com that the Barbara uh, her sister is doing where you can see the talent and you know who they are and what they do for a living and they are they are if you want to personas that actually could be clients so that's the one end of it. As we started talking, and you might have heard um, Sergio Amati, our, our, our group uh, CEO, talk about how diversity and, and women in the marketplace and in, in, in the employee base is really on the agenda and critically important to our success, but also uh, becoming even more so um, a diverse group of, of our clients. And so it's an external pull or, or push, if you want to, with an internal push um, that we all know the more diverse your, your, your employee base is, um, the better answers you're finding. And, and 
we really want to enable our clients to ask some of the questions that uh, is on their mind in, in financial situations and being able to answer them better because of our diverse perspective. So going on tour with Annalita with, with her second leg of, of women is just such an unbelievable natural fit to our internal and external agenda. To what extent have your clients become increasingly interested in art collecting as well as things such as art financing and how do you accommodate them at UBS? Well, I, you know, I, I think the simple answer is, is a lot more. I mean, they're, 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 as I said, I think it's becoming more and more universal. It's something that, um, you know, people are beginning to realize uh, increasingly that, um, you know, you don't necessarily have to uh, have been, you know, sort of born into a family that collects or, you know, this is something that now that entrepreneurs are doing much, much more, they're much more willing to do. Um, it's also, um, I think, something that uh, that people realize that they that they genuinely can enjoy, that it's no longer a, a kind of a, a dirty secret, that you, that you like uh, art. And going back uh, 20 years, I think it often was that people didn't think that particularly in, in, in a much wider public, that they wanted to be seen to be talking about this as a subject, even if they liked it. Now, it's almost the opposite. People <laughs> are quite happily, you know, uh, uh, trying it out, you know, as, as Johan was saying, you know, they'll turn, they'll come to Art Basel and, uh, um, and see, not necessarily because they're already a passionate collector, but because it's become part of mainstream culture a lot more. So therefore, yeah, people, people will come to us. We do have a unit that does, that, that helps, uh, um, clients called the Art Competence Center that focuses on people who have specific, uh, issues that, that require due diligence uh, and legal and, and, and tax assistance on, on their own collections. Um, but I think increasingly, you know, as, as people um, start to become much more structured about the way they buy art uh, and, and our association with Art Basel, um, we help people with access so they don't have to spend a huge amount of time uh, sort of climbing the greasy pole with various kinds of dealers that they can come to us as, as their bank to, to help them access that otherwise quite kind of um, uh, you know, uh, closed world potentially, um, and uh, we will watch that grow over time. I think it's you know the last twenty years has, has been a huge, huge difference in terms of uh, what we've done, and I think what what our clients, uh, the way our clients have, have engaged with. And just maybe uh, uh, one point of of, of of you know, I'm I'm a reduced for Denmark, so I have to make design, architectural, uh, art kind of comment. I think when you look at what contemporary art, good architecture, and great design does, it makes you um, actually appreciate um, and uh, feel better about your work, your environment, how you live. Contemporary art is as important in that mix as architecture and designers. And I think the negative example probably is, is, is the most prominent, which is the prison cell. Um, it's not made to make you feel happy and, and broader and understand culture better. It's actually, quite frankly, the reverse. So um, as society moves forward uh, in many um, marketplaces in this world, buying into contemporary art because of your own pleasure um, isn't, isn't a, 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 a niche uh, environment anymore. It's, it's quite frankly very, very broad. Um, and, and I think uh, raising the agenda of that is, is what we're trying to do internally as well as externally. Steve and Johan, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and talking about the UBS Art Collection, as well as your recent project with Annie. If our listeners want to learn more about the collection, as well as your commission with Annie Leibovitz, do you have websites we can check out? Uh, well, we the, the, the art collection is on uh, um, ubs.com forward slash art collection. And there's one on and, and Annie uh, as well. And, uh, 
but they, they should come up very easily on uh, on good search engines. So, yeah. As you might know, we have uh, the UBS Planet Art app um, that allows you to filter um, the contemporary art world uh, and news about it uh, either on your iPhone or on your iPad. Um, uh, very, very soon you also have an Android version. It is actually um, very, very easy to, uh, to scroll to. So it's called UBS um, Planet Art. And uh, it has won the Red Dot Award. So it's the UI. Um, so we're very excited about that. Perfect. Great. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Great. This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast was brought to you by BidSquare. BidSquare.com is an online platform where you can explore and bid online during an actual live auction. Browse and bid on a curated selection of fine art and antiques from over 90 trusted and vetted auction houses. BidSquare is the destination for collectors seeking exceptional, one-of-a-kind pieces. New art and decorative items are added every day. You can leave a bid or bid real-time during any auction. BidSquare's innovative technology connects you with trusted auction houses all around the world. Registration is free, so sign up now on bidsquare.com.